Auditions. Just hearing the word can cause an actor to break out into a sweat. Nothing gets the heart racing like walking into a big room with scary people staring back at you from behind a long table. You take your music to the pianist, you sing your heart out, and then silence. You leave. What happened? Did I do well? What are they thinking? What are they doing on the other side of that table? Now is your chance to be a fly on the wall. Today on From the Pit, my guests and I talk about auditions and what it's like to watch you from the other side of the table. What we like to see, what we hate. We'll also offer some tips and share our pet peeves to help you get a clearer picture of what it's like at auditions. I'm Christopher King, and on this episode of From the Pit, we take you into the room. So grab your number and wait in the hall because you're on deck. Uh, on today's episode, we have two guests for the first time. We have Caitlin Hayes and Kevin Michael Cripps. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Hi. Happy to be here. Before we jump in, let me take you both to the voice of the people. How do you know if you've done a good audition? If you feel cast. Do you get any reaction from the panel? Is what I mean? Like, do you feel anything? times like I've made people cry a couple times and I always feel good after that if I can get if I can overcome the whole anxiety thing and just get myself to just have fun yeah. I always find those are my best that's auditions so I, before, but for me when I find when they're really really nice to me that's when I feel like I did a best terrible it's one of the worst auditions I've ever had they kept telling me to be cold yet warm <laughs> friendly yet cold they had me do it over and over again they're like I just I don't think you're getting what we're trying to say. Thank Have you ever had a moment where you thought that you did terribly and you got the part? Yes. Yep. Every audition. Oh, the, yeah? The yeah. worse I do in an audition, the more likely I am to get cast. And uh, what about the opposite? You felt like you just nailed that audition and nothing. Oh, yeah. Every yeah. day. Every day. Do you like auditioning for people that you know? Yes. No. No. Yes. No. God, no. You'd I, rather audition for strangers. Uh, strangers. Yes. So some revealing information there. What is a good audition? How do you know when it's a good audition, when you see somebody in the room? Oh. Shall I take this one? Yeah, you, you start. I know it's a large oh, question. Right. Yeah, that's big. <laughs> <laughs> it is a large question because I think, you know, it's going to vary from uh, uh, actor to actor, you know. Mm -hmm. I think what is a successful audition is usually based on how prepared the actor is. You know, their confidence is going to, you know, sit higher if they've done the homework, if they've done the preparation, they've, they've done the reading, they've done the research, they've worked with a vocal coach, their singing teacher, maybe an acting coach, they've come in, they've done all that legwork. Um, they're going to read as more confident, they're going to be more comfortable, and they're going to be more connected to the material that they're presenting. And mm -hmm. usually that results in a good audition. Nerves have a way of changing a person, I think, mm -hmm. you, you know, Definitely. and, and, um, you know, nerves put us in a position where we go, you know, the actor comes in the room and they're thinking, I have to present as professional. I have to mm -hmm. look like I know what I'm doing. You know, their mind is full of a bazillion different things. And, um, though that can be a good thing that they're coming in, presenting themselves as professional, in some cases it goes a little too far and they mm -hmm. end up um, you know, losing that friendliness, the approachability. Yeah, not seeming like a real person. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Suddenly they've right. become this sort of robot that comes in the room and they mm. look like they're trying to impress rather than just be themselves. Right. You know, and, and, and so often with auditions, they're so fast, in particular that first mm -hmm. round of auditions, it's a five-minute snapshot of who this person is. And in that time, the majority of that time, they're portraying some other person character so right. you know when they enter the room if they're friendly and warm and open and approachable i'm getting a better idea of who they are and what they might be like to work with right oh yeah i think i mean sort of what kevin was saying it's it's nice you need a nice balance of someone who what stands out to me is something as a really good audition is someone who yeah is prepared has really got all the whole package put together of what they're presenting but also seems like someone that you would want to spend six weeks or two months or whatever with working mm -hmm. with, it seems mm -hmm. like a friendly and approachable and yeah, directable 
and pleasant person who's, who's confident, but not, you know, huge giant ego that will, you know, be a diva or something. Sure. So you want, it's, and for an actor, I'm sure that's hard to, you know, so many things to think about, but mm-hmm. trying to be, I want someone who's going to come nail the song and tell the good story with their song, but also seem like someone that you want to be either in eight hours a day for the length of the contract totally. or whatever. Listening to some of those uh, little interviews in the room, uh, with them, was there anything that was sort of funny or revealing? Do you think about that, or was it was it expected? Well, you know what's expected was there. There were many responses, you know, con- contrasting responses to you know auditioning for people you know. Do you like it right. or do you not like it? And uh, some of them said yes, and some <laughs> of them were adamant, Absolutely no. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know, as an actor myself, in addition to being a music director and an educator, you know. I, I'm in the same boat. I I don't love auditioning for people. Right. I know because there's feels like there's a an expectation that mm. you're going to be great, and then if I'm not great, I have to see them sometime for coffee or <laughs> on the street or at an opening. You know, yeah. and and that that can be tough. Whereas you know, auditioning for a, a, a stranger is a little bit of a, a different thing because there's a bit of a, a distance there. But um, it, you know, inevitably you're going to be doing both of those situations. You do have yeah. to learn to be comfortable with either situation. And then you certainly have to learn how to handle walking into an audition, an audition room with people that you do know or people that you have worked with in the past and learn to navigate through the, uh, where's the line between yes. <laughs> uh, the, the, the social experiences that we've had in the past versus right now I am a professional actor and, you are potentially my future employer, you know, mm-hmm. and it's tough. It's a tough, oh, it um, a, a tough game to play. You know, again, you don't want to create distance, but you also don't want to step over the boundary mm-hmm. and no. go to social, you know, I know there's sort of a common misconception about the idea is that we want people to fail. Mm-hmm. I know it's crazy that them. people think yeah, that. You know, well, why, you would, know, why would we want that? Oh, well, exactly. <laughs> that exactly. would make our jobs way harder. Yeah. I totally agree with Caitlin. I think, um, uh, every actor that walks through the door, I'm thinking, I want them to be the answer to my prayers, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want them to be perfect for something. And, you know, uh, it's funny, you, you, where does this conception, misconception come from? Sure. You know, but, and I think it must be from movies. There, you know, there's so many TV shows and movies about people going to auditions and, and, and uh, the panel sitting stoically in yeah. a big yeah. dark theater, scowling at them, <laughs> looking like, you know, and it's all for drama, right? It's yeah. all for the film. Uh, but, flash dance. Yeah, flash dance. For <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. And, you know, um, uh, but, but really, I think actors do need to know that we want them to succeed. We want them to be the answer. As a director, we, as directors, we need them just as much to fulfill our needs as they need us to give them yeah. a job, you know? And then what a great problem to have if, you know, I, at the end of the day, I've got 15 people who could all play this particular role yeah. so well, then that's mm-hmm. a great yeah. problem to have. I'd yeah. rather have them be awesome than yeah. sit through a day of battle. Why would I want to sit through a day of people, you know, yeah, hoping, exactly. you know hoping that it's terrible? That seems crazy. Yeah, I, I've, I've heard from, you know, so many different actors, you know, that I've coached or, or, or worked with on projects that, um, you know, will say something like, oh, I... I, I I went into the audition and uh, I'm pretty sure they hated me. And you kind of go, what, what makes you think that? Why? Mm -hmm. Well, they didn't, they didn't really, um, look at me at the end or acknowledge me or say, thank you very much. You know, and and you think, well, you know, this is now to the question about what are we thinking, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and as actors, the actors have no no way of knowing what it is that we're thinking, you know, in a day where we've seen 150 people, if your applicant auditioning actor number 79 you have no idea how hungry i am (laughs) (laughs) or that i'm thinking about uh oh we're running an hour behind and i'm supposed to you know pick up the dry cleaning (laughs) you know all that kind of that kind of stuff and my outward body language may look like hmm i'm disappointed in the work that you brought Mm -hmm. at the audition when it might not be that at all you know you can't read too much into it or over think about you know oh so and so got to sing a second song, but they didn't ask me to sing my contrasting song, so obviously mm-hmm. they hated me. Where that could mean that your first song was so good, I don't need to sing a second song. That yeah. was great. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. But That's maybe right. the person before, I was like, oh, let's sing a little bit of something else because I'm not really sure. Oh, yeah. totally. But so they, but that person thinks, oh well, they must hate me because they only asked me for one song. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think there's a better time to come to an audition? Mm. Is it earlier? Is it right in the middle? Is mm. it later in the day? 
probably not later when we're all exhausted and hungry. Right. Or giddy. Like, yeah, just know, getting punchy. Yeah. Yeah, or just, yeah, or just, yeah, getting a bit goofy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, on the, uh, there's so many, gosh, we could sit down and write a pros and cons list. Mm-hmm. You know, first, mm-hmm. the, if you're first up in a weekend of auditions, you know, you could run the risk of being the one forgotten. Because yeah, of absolutely. The, or, yeah. or not. You, you, you never know. Never yeah, know. I, I don't know if there's a, 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 a good time. I'm sure from a singer's perspective, you know, first thing in the morning, if the audition right. start at <laughs> nine or in the morning, which they might, yeah. maybe that's not your favorite time to sing. Yeah. No, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think I about this a lot, too, because, uh, you know, people ask me, when should I come to the auditions? And sometimes they say, uh, you know, just before lunch. It's probably mm. okay, <laughs> but I don't know. It's always depending, especially if you see something at like at Theater Under the Stars or Tuts, where you're seeing so many people, yeah. you know, and I think which is different than seeing something that's a very condensed yeah. day. Yeah, sure, uh, that makes a difference. But um, that's so funny. Yeah, so I, I will. I will say, you know, you mentioned Theater Under the Stars. You know, at Theater Under the Stars auditions. It's common to see anywhere between. 200 and 500 people People over three days, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and you do get a little bit dizzy with the, the, the options coming in the room. Hallelujah. If all the options are are fantastic, you become even more dizzy, but you know, there's a lot of people and, you know, as music directors, as directors, we're taking copious notes just so that I can remember Remember those people at the end of the at the end of the day, I, I would say if it is a you know an open call like those ones tend to be, and it's mm. multiple days, I I think maybe earlier is a little bit better mm. because the directors maybe are a little bit more alert and and whatnot. But again, yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know I don't, yeah. know, there's a, I don't know that there's a formula. You it's know? certainly possible <laughs> to have an excellent audition or a terrible audition at any time. Yeah. <laughs> Sky's the limit. And often you can't as an actor you don't necessarily have control over it if you're no. submitting to the arts club or some professional they just this is your time yeah so yeah. just make yeah. the best of it yeah. that's right whatever your yeah. time is when i first started i used to take a lot more notes and have you condensed your notes now to something do you have a cheat oh. sheet of things that you need well this might veer into another part of the conversation sure but uh uh certain a lot of the time that i if i'm a music director for auditions i'm also playing the piano myself mm. yeah right and then i find that there's no there's no time to take a lot of notes. No, um, don't I don't often have the luxury of having a second pianist in the room. So mm-hmm. yeah, it be, can become tricky, especially if we're trying to see a bunch of people, and mm-hmm. I just need a minute between people to scribble down some thoughts. It can be. Uh, have you come up with a tricky. system? Not really. Not during audition. Not for auditions. Yeah, I, I I'm. Should, um, could, hmm. I should. I wanted a system. <laughs> yeah, I, I do know lots of different directors and music directors that do have cunning and genius systems that mm-hmm. I can't make sense of, but they, right. it works for them and that that's great. Uh, I think I tend to write more notes in the earlier phases of an audition and less notes as we go as I you, you know mm. just go, just be succinct, Kevin, just be succinct. Right. But I, I do find that I have to write the most blunt notes possible yeah. for me to remember and I, oh, I swear if somebody was to pick up my notebook they would yeah. think I was a terrible person because <laughs> right. yeah. I, I have to write the things yeah. that really stood out to me and that's you know it's gonna you know trigger my memory sure. whether it's it's the good thing or the thing that I went oh mm-hmm. I wish they didn't do that you, you know but I I do find that I have to be as blunt as I possibly can with my notes so that I you know really remember what who that was and early on I realized how many times in auditions I was um <laughs> Writing good, yeah, right, yeah. or something really vague, yeah. And you go, what does that mean? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, it's easier to be much more blunt, more succinct. Yeah, yeah. you have yeah. to be. I might go through, and if there's people that I immediately know are no's, and I just, you know, right. just but nope. Yeah. <laughs> or if there's people I immediately think could get a callback, then Call I mark that. But then, sure. yeah, it's the in between people. By the end of the day, it's sometimes hard to remember. Mm-hmm. What makes a bad audition? Like where it's very clear. And we've talked about prep, obviously, yeah. being prepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so we can talk about the lines, but is there anything specific? And you can think of examples, no names. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you can think, if there's anything you can yeah. think of. Yeah, well, yeah, well, lack, you know, lack of preparation, not knowing the song very well or at all. Mm. I mean, forgetting your lyrics is one thing that happens to the best to, any, to people, sure. you know, even if, I mean, that's a sign of maybe not yeah. 100% preparation, but I don't hold that against someone if they have no. like a lyric clip. Even, someone who just, even a seasoned veteran. Yeah, even, yeah, will, we'll yeah, have, yeah. You, know, yeah. you know, that moment. But yeah, you see people who come in who just, just, they don't, they don't know the tune. They, uh, yeah, or, 
yeah, sort of overly overly friendly with the panel, or 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 overly weird and formal and distant. Mm-hmm. Uh, from like a technical standpoint, as for playing the piano, people who bring in their music and sort of like weird mm-hmm. loose sheets of music that fall off the piano bench, yeah. and who just have a strange vibe about them. Sometimes right. people are just weird, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the lack of la- just not being prepared or not, and not necessarily sometimes not knowing what the project really entails that you're auditioning for. So mm. the most in a, like really inappropriate material materials to come right. in with mm-hmm. and can just really p- put you off if they've all clearly just don't even know what they're auditioning for. Just bring in some weird song they don't even really know. And then just are not mm. good at it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Just a whole yeah. package of, of wrongs. Yeah. Yeah. I think all of that, I totally agree with all of that. I don't, you know, what to, what to add to that? You were talking about when people come in and they're totally weird. <laughs> you know, again, like I said earlier, nerves do a lot of things to, mm. to, to people. Their ears turn off, their mm. eyes turn off, you know, that, that, that kind of stuff. Mm. Adrenaline takes over and... We turn into sweat monsters and, 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 you know, it can shut their personality down and and people can come into the room and if there's, you know, somebody introducing applicants as they're coming in or not, there's, you know, if somebody comes into the room, they breeze past the panel and they go immediately to the accompanist, uh, you know, the blinders are on as if Mm. they don't see me, they don't see me, (laughs) you know, then you kind of go, why are you shutting us out from this experience? But, right. but you know, see, we're now also approaching um, pet peeves, you know. Sure. But, right, yes. But, you know, Caitlin was talking about music appropriateness. Right now, there's such a, there's a trend in music theater composition for the music to be complex and complicated. And they all want to be Stephen mm-hmm. Sondheim and they all want to be Jason Robert Brown. And they're all writing these great big giant pieces. Seven minute of- long. Scenes, they're really scenes, scenes yeah. aren't they? You know, and and um, a lot of that material is fantastic, and and I, a lot of that material I love, and I secretly love to sing it myself, you know. <laughs> uh, but but um, it doesn't necessarily mean it's appropriate f- for the audition. And uh, people come in wanting to show off, you know, all the vocal gymnastics they can do. They want to show every trick that they've got and throw the kitchen sink and the puppy into yeah, it. And yep. and and you know, I I crave. I, you know, I tell my students this all the time somewhat jokingly, but I mean it, I crave to hear Edelweiss in an audition. Mm. You know, after I've heard so much complex music and all this stuff, I just want something simple where you can stand there and sing to me a very simple story. And in that I'll go, oh my gosh, this person can not only sing, but they can act and they can Mm -hmm. hold my attention and be captivating. But a lot of this this big stuff, um, it's frightening for for some accompanists to play. (laughs) That too, yeah. And what a lot of actors don't understand is that they bring in this stuff and and maybe some of them just assume that every accompanist has played it a bazillion times and have had time to practice it and rehearse it. But even some of the best accompanists, you know, are going to get stuck in, I'm reading the bazillion notes Mm -hmm. on a page, which means then they're not necessarily giving as much attention to the, the singer as well, right? Okay, here's our chance. This is where you can tell me what the definitive way of prepping your music is. Ooh. Oh, Caitlin, I leave yeah, this to you okay. to start. <laughs> How do you want I'm that sure music to be when it comes in? Sure, in the industry, there's a variety of of preferences. Oh, I think to maximize your chances that the pianist is good and not have any trouble with it, I like it in a binder, double sided, uh, you know, with well marked. If there's Especially if you're doing things that are not usual, you know, if you're adding a fermata here or a writ there, even if it is marked in the music, maybe highlighted or circle something simple, key changes you might want to point out or highlight, but just simple, not single random sheets of paper that are going to fall off, because people still do that. Mm -hmm. I know it's a convention for some, and it used to be sort of, you know, uh, taped together a sort of accordion style on sort of a little bit of heavier cardstock paper, and sure, maybe, but I think... Uh, my preference is in a binder, hole punched in a binder, double sided. I'm not super fussy on whether you put it in a sh- sheet protector or not. Mm-hmm. My preference is not because mm-hmm. you never know the glare in the room. The glare, yeah. It's not the end of the world necessarily, but just nicely photocopied uh, where all the parts are on the page <laughs> because uh, standard books of sheet music are a little bit too big for standard eight and a half by eleven paper. So mm. 
the, yes, the I trick think... is to reduce it down a little bit when That's you photocopy. Right. I think... So the left hand of the bottom staff is still on the page. Don't the face <laughs> I think theaters, theater schools should have, you know, a workshop class in learning how to use photocopiers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, they come to coachings with me and constantly talk about how they're so broke because they've spent all of their money trying to photocopy the song but getting it wrong 20 times in a row. <laughs> And I, I do say it's always about a 95% reduction. Yeah, 93, yeah, 95. 93. I agree. I agree. Uh, I'd like yeah. to, just to, to add to, to Caitlin and laying out the sheet music, I, I 100% yeah. agree. <laughs> then the second part is if you are doing a cut, learn how to mark your cuts. Mm, appro- yeah. Learn how to mark your cuts appropriately because, you know, they can, you know, mean a jump of three pages to something mm-hmm. else or it's maybe to a different a, a different uh, pattern in the music or, you know, whatnot. Make sure the key changes work. Yes, I've had that happen where I'm like, you know, oh, that, that spend I don't time. find it out until the moment. I'm like, oh, no, oh, that no. cut doesn't work at that all. Oh, here we go. <laughs> and spend time with a, an accompanist, uh, you, you know, invest the money with an accompanist mm-hmm. and, and have time with them where you go, show me if this works. And if it doesn't work, can you offer me other suggestions? Definitely. That's right. Uh, because inevitably they'll think it works and they get up into an audition and it doesn't work and now they've thrown themselves because they mm-hmm. don't know how to you know follow what they've heard or mm-hmm. you know that sort of thing it, when somebody doesn't necessarily know about music does it affect you in their audition or in in the room do you pick up on that mm, well you can, yeah you can certainly feel if they're if they have good musicianship skills mm-hmm. you know i mean as the three of us are also accompanists you know when you you know when you're playing with somebody that is easy to play for you you right. know you can mm-hmm. feel how they understand how to lead the pianist, they know how to live within the the parameters of the music, yet shape it and create it. You know when you're playing for someone who's a, is a good musician, uh, you know, and certainly within musical theater, they all have to have some sort of natural musicianship. Mm-hmm. But I think it also depends on the, the 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 project that you're working on. I think if we were working on you know a complex Stephen Sondheim, if I feel that the performer is coming in and they might be a strong actor and they might have some good singing skills and and all that kind of stuff. If the musicianship is not there, I think I start to get a little bit like, what will this experience Mm. be like? And how much work will I have to do as a music director to A, support them, B, teach them, and and C, keep them going through the the run of the show? And then bottom line, what will they be like in front of an orchestra? Mm -hmm. You know, which often is is you know the fear that sings in the back of my head with okay as an accompanist i can jump and yeah i can save i can <laughs> save, save lives yeah yes that's yeah. right where with an orchestra i can't make 25 musicians do that no, kind of stuff skip these four bars. Uh, yeah you know it's it, yeah <laughs> that's a great point yeah it definitely lives in the back of my brain <laughs> slate or no slate Ooh, that's a controversial question sometimes yeah uh, well, it's, it's reading. Even, it's reading the room. I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, so some auditions, you 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 show up, and there's a an assistant to the director. There's a, an artist liaison. There's a stage manager that might bring an actor into the room and say, um, "This is Caitlin J Hayes, and she's going to be performing." You know, you know, they might do that. If that's the case, I don't but, need you to, no. to, to yeah. announce your name again. I I don't need that. I do need you to say what you're singing. I do need you to tell me I will be singing such and such from whatever show mm-hmm. i don't need any more information yeah uh, right. but i think and this if, is the character if, of this and this if, is what just just happened i don't need any of that yeah, yeah if you if you're coming into a room and it's a general audition and you're you know you're presenting your resume and headshot and all that sort of thing yeah i i think i do want you to slate um in this case my preference actually is to have you slate if i really don't know you if this is sort of an open general mm-hmm. be, because the, look there's no secret in music theater auditions we're not often asked to do monologues. At least we're not often mm-hmm, asked to rarely. speak until we're at the callback and we have scenes to do. So introducing yourself and then announcing the title of your song gives us the actor an opportunity to to speak and mm. show the directors that actually I do have a speaking voice just as much as I have a singing voice. But again, mm-hmm. it does come down to reading the reading, room. Reading the room I, I have certainly, yes, I definitely agree. I think at various sort of educational institutes, Mm-hmm. including the one that Kevin and I both work at, it is sort of, sometimes the students misinterpret that as that they must mm-hmm. slate their name and song no matter what. So I have been in auditions where, I've even been in auditions where, yeah, like there's a the runner or whoever will bring them in, here's your resume, and will introduce the person to the panel, and maybe they know the panel a bit. And the music director, maybe from the table, has even said, oh, yeah, hey, how's it going? And they're chatting, and oh, what are you going to sing? What? Are, and we'll even say, what are you going to sing for us? And they say, oh, I'm going to sing 
corner of the sky from Pippin, and then go, they sat and they get ready and they stand on the X and they say, <laughs> good afternoon, my name is Caitlin Haynes and I'll be singing Corner of the Sky from Pippin. When we already know all of that because you had a full conversation, yeah. <laughs> you were introduced yeah, right. and you even chatted with the panel about what song you were going to sing. But it's somehow for some students, they get it ingrained that that one must, one must slate 100% of the time. So right. I think because maybe, yeah, it's nerves and they forget about reading the room and whether mm-hmm. they need to do that or not. Right. They go into <laughs> then ro- it just, robot then, mode. Then they robot just, yeah. mode, yeah. And then they right. just come across, yeah. come off as a, as a strange robot who doesn't know how to interact mm-hmm. with humans. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Which says read more, the room. <laughs> even before they've sung, now you think, yeah, now you, think, you oh. have an opinion formed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. How do you like people to tell you when they come to the pianist? Mm. With their music. And uh, what are some things that you want them to tell you? Oh, uh, yeah. I work a lot as an audition audition accompanist as well as other things. So I like, you know, don't talk to me for two straight minutes because it's mostly pretty straightforward. I've played a million auditions. But, yeah, present your music to me. Say, I'm just going to start here. I'm going to this mar- where I've nicely, clearly marked a stopping spot. I'm just going to here. Maybe say, and I'm going to take a little... You can take a little extra time here at the end where I've written in rent and great. And then if you want to tell me the tempo that you take it at, by all means. Although, unless you're doing something wildly different, I probably know the song and how fast it should go. But right. I'm happy to have you uh, don't like snap the tempo at me. Uh. That seems, but you know, sing a little bit of it. Say, <laughs> say, okay. And I take it sort of, you know, uh, do, 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 sing, you know, sing a, just the first little bit of it. And I go, yeah, I got it. Good. <laughs> and then maybe tell me if, unless it's for the most part, in terms of when they want me to start playing, it seems to me most e- easiest if you just you say, I'm, I'll just announce my song and then just give me a second and then start. But if Great. you have, you know, I'm going to be facing up stage and then start when I turn dramatically downstage or whatever, you can tell me that. But for sure. the most part, I'm going to assume that you're just, I'm just going to start, give you like a second mm-hmm. right. and then begin. So don't, yeah, don't tell me a whole two minute long essay about things I need to know about music because I probably already know. Yeah, I would, I definitely would say, you know, I'm coaching people for, for (laughs) auditions and they've got a piece of material that has, you know, the need for some direction given to the Mm -hmm. accompanist, you know, you make sure that I'm telling them, you know, pre-rehearse what it is that you're going to say, say, because really 10 seconds is all you really need. Don't, you know, it's like you said, don't take two minutes, but, but know what it is you're going to say. I'm doing this repeat. I'm doing this for I'm slowing down here and it's this tempo and that's it. You know, be clear, be direct, know exactly what you're going to say as opposed to, I think, Mm. you know, and do do that, but also do do that. Unlike, and don't, but don't just sort of throw the music at me and walk away without (laughs) without speaking to me at all. Yeah, because certainly some nervous we get scared. actors do that. We, we they get just sort of go and they don't music. even make eye contact, and then they walk away. And I go, okay, but are you are you doing the whole song? Is it like, do I need to know anything about this? Well, hey, Caitlin, Give, on, do take the ten seconds to say hello and yeah. On yeah. that, I think this is another you know sort of going back to the question about what's a good audition, dear actors. Kevin here. <laughs> uh, you know that the direction panel will speak to the accompanist. Oh, yes. And in a case of, you know, an, uh, an, uh, an actor just hurling their music at the, at the pianist, you know, that sort of maybe gives a little bit of an insight into what kind of person they are. Yeah, sure enough, nerves might do that. Sure. And they might be the loveliest person in nerves, but it does sort of give you pause for a second. How did they set up? Mm-hmm. Or, or at the end, you know, when they finish singing, if, you know, did they say thank you and, and nice to meet you or, or, you know, or or grab it and run, you know, or, or, you know, if something went wrong with the music, how did the actor respond? Mm -hmm. Did, you know, did the actor scowl at the piano player, you know, and, and certainly after somebody leaves the room, if the direction panel is going, you know, I I think they're a really good singer and a good potential candidate, but I don't know them. And I sort of have a strange vibe. We often will turn to the pianist Mm -hmm. and say, Hey, what did you think? Because the pianist is the one that actually gets the moment of work time with them in just the, yeah, the simple absolutely. setup and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of times where we've we've seen people in auditions and the accompanist says, actually, they were kind of mean to me and not very rude. pleasant kind of and kind of rude. <laughs> and you kind of go, yeah, good. I'm going to put that in my notes because I don't want to work yeah. with somebody who's rude and mean and, you know, disrespectful. And I would say that goes for the person... Uh, in the the waiting room, who's checking people in and running people? Oh yeah, too. absolutely. They will. They will tell. They'll come and tell you if someone's being yeah. terrible yeah. in the outer room. Yeah, <laughs> so right. absolutely. Be nice to everyone. That's. It's very important. Um, <laughs> any overdone songs lately? Oh. Anything that you can think of? Hmm. People often, uh, you know, young 
actors always often ask me that, you know, is this song done too much or what overdone? And mm-hmm. it's hard to say. I mean, I'll, there are songs that, you know, I feel are kind of overdone or are not my favorite, mm-hmm. but other people might love them. And to me, any song still has the potential to be awesome yeah. or to be terrible. Right. Yeah, I think uh, so, I, I agree with that. Like, give some thought to it. But if, like, yeah. if you think that I Dreamed a Dream is the best song for you for this audition and you're going to just, na- like... Who am I to tell you you must never sing that, or yeah, yeah, I th- popular I, I, or yeah, I think I, pulled, I, I, which I, is very common these days. Like if you can rock pulled from the Adams Family better than the Universe, then of course sing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it might be the fifth one we hear that day, so just be aware of that. Um, I think the other thing about um, you know songs that may be overdone. Okay, I also have my personal feelings about certain certain songs, and you know sometimes people will announce something and I go. Oh. Yeah, (laughs) and in some cases uh, we finish it, and I'm still going, no. (laughs) But then there's a lot of times where they've brought something of themselves to it. Every actor is different. Every actor has something to offer that's different from the other actor before. So we might see. And actually, funny you mentioned I dreamed a dream. I I forget what audition auditions it was for, but we did have a day where I think we saw five or six (laughs) I dreamed dreams, and and the first four or five were kind of the uh, all right here's another carbon copy and then the last one came in and they announced that they were doing it and i think collectively the panel sort of sighed <laughs> and then she brought this performance that was unlike anybody else's work it was ah, clearly uh-huh. hers it was well within the, the 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 framework of the context of the piece of theater but but it was hers and she had put great thought into it vocally she was stellar uh and it was like a totally different piece of music. Mm-hmm. And I was excited to watch it. And, nice. and in fact, actually, in that particular audition, I was quite moved by what it was that she she brought in. And I loved that surprise. And I thought, yeah, this is a very successful audition. And cool. I forgot that, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. five other people had done it before her, you know. Yeah, yeah sure. And sure. maybe not overdone. How, how about ones that you are think are ineffective? Oh, Ooh. oh, yes. Oh, there's well, lots of that stuff. Lots of the I modern have, stuff. I, I think yes, is I have strong feelings see. about that. Lots of, bear, of the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In back to talking about, you know, a lot of the. Well, a lot, but not certainly not all. A lot of the contemporary stuff. There's, uh, it, as we said before, it's a lot of it is a scene, you know, and the the arc of this material is a bit different than what maybe some older repertoire is, you know, we used to be able to say what we had to say in three pages. Now it's 15 pages. Right. That doesn't mean that this contemporary writing is bad or wrong. It's, in fact, it's wonderful. But, you know, oftentimes it takes longer to get to the point. And so, you know, I'm kind of watching this stuff as an actor going, oh, or as a music director mm-hmm. watching the actor, I'm kind of thinking, get to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it's that kind of stuff that I think, Mm, yeah. No, often in a lot of cases, it either plays to the gimmick at the end of the song. You know, I've had to sit through five minutes right. of joke, 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 joke to realize in the last page of the song, I don't think I'm cut out to be a father. You know, and I go, oh, it's oh, yeah, a serious song, yeah. right? You know, or or in some cases, uh, you know, it's it's um, written to be almost manipulative of the emotion and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm thinking of the teen angst shows, which are mm-hmm. wonderful for what they are and and, and all that, but. In an audition, sometimes the actor will get stuck playing only one thing and not realize that, you know, you have to, to give contrast and variation to it. Those mm-hmm. sorts of things you go, oh, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, I, was, I really need to see more from this person. There's yeah. some songs, I can't think of anything specific off the top of my head, but of the modern stuff that is really wordy and rhythmic and there's so many words per square inch of of sheet music and they go and they're, they're telling a big story but at the end I'm like did you actually sing any actual notes like <laughs> right. I still can't tell if you can actually sing, sing. Yeah. because you're just doing a thing and you're sort of talking and it's really fast and it won't and a thing but I'm like I just want to hear like a, like a melody like, okay. a, like some, yes. some some notes that are actually sung and sustained so I can tell if you can sing rather than just do a sort of really rhythmic and jittery sort of very wordy pattery pattery yeah. sort of song yeah yeah you're right. I, I beg for melody sometimes. Yeah. 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 Just, in a room, just a simple melody, like you even like in Edelweiss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, key changes. Do you mind people changing the key of their songs? No. No. Not, well, not as long as you okay. have to do it in the room. Oh. Yes. Yes. Please don't come and which is, has happened. Please don't hand me the music and say, "Oh, I sing this a minor third down." 
Yeah, that's, that's right. That's like, it, not we're like back I can't to, do it, but I don't want to. You don't want to. And yet again, the accompanist is not really focusing can't. on you. But <laughs> it's like we're back, we're back to that whole thing about, well, I saw in a movie once that this singer came into an audition. She showed up to the pianist with no music and said, I'll sing music yeah. in the mirror in G flat uh, minor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my you go, God. Oh God. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, never happens. <laughs> to, uh, yeah, I don't mind. That's, again, something to be careful of in terms of, if you are, say, buying your she music on the internet mm-hmm. and then transposing it via that internet pr- website, like take it to a piano player to play through it because sometimes the transpositions go horribly awry mm-hmm. and then you end up where every single chord is like full of double sharps and, mm-hmm. and it Perfect. makes no sense. And sometimes the chord, the, the chord changes above. You know, didn't change. It'll say B flat major, but then the music is written as if it's A sharp major, yeah. like, what? and it's just impossible to read. Right. Or sometimes the transpositions go awry. But I don't. I mean, but you don't have a I problem. I don't mind. Yeah, I can. There must. There's probably certain songs where I would be like, huh. yeah, like certain songs just feel like they're meant to be not in a specific key necessarily, but like. At the top of your range, that the whole point of this big money note is that it's like just the most. It almost seems like you're not going to make it, but it's so awesome. So if you like take it down a fourth to make it easy to sing, then that note's not going to be as exciting or interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a bit of two but, two minds in this. I, you know, I, it it depends to me. I think you know a lot of standard repertoire. You know, pre 1960s stuff, stuff that got used in a bazillion different movies and stage productions and all that i don't mind so much mm. if they play with some of those those keys because in one version it was sung by a male and another version it's right from, totally that, that kind of stuff yeah and w- with other stuff if you come into an audition and you're going to sing music of the night my expectation mm. is what is that what is a that a flat, flat going to sound like yeah, exactly. and and as a music director if they go through music of the night they sail through the top note uh I write down great A flat. By the way, I don't have perfect pitch. I, you know, mm. I can tell if somebody's brought something down a fourth. Yeah. But if they've nudged it down a semitone, I'm probably not going to notice it as maybe somebody yeah. who's more musically sensitive than I am. But, but uh, I go great. They can sing a solid A flat like nobody's business. And maybe if we have time, we we do a little bit of acting direction work, and they sing it again. I go great. They're they're quite consistent, and I want to see them for this role that mm-hmm. now has the A flat. And I give them the callback material. They come in, and now they don't have those notes because that's yeah. not what they actually sang. My expectations were dashed a little bit. Yeah. But but I, I, yeah, I think I think so it, be, yeah. it varies from, from piece of music to piece of music. You, you know, now we're also seeing a lot of uh, auditions posted where the actors are expected to sing a rock tune. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. We've we've been calling them barn burners. Yeah. <laughs> you know these big like big you know exquisite dramatic eighties rock tunes. You know this kind right. of stuff. And and um, you know. Yeah, I, I think sometimes in that case you, you can shift around yeah. keys there just to sit <clears throat> it into something a, that's going to show you off to your best ability. Yeah, but, right. But yeah, but be aware of what key you're putting it in for a piano player, and just mm-hmm. be aware of how it all. If, make sure it's all going to work, and then certainly don't if well. That's a whole other topic is, should you sing something from the show you're auditioning for? But yeah. I've had people do that, where they sing a song that's from literally the show they're trying to go for, but then also like bring the, the, key. the key down. I'm like, Oof. well, I'm not going to cast you and, and <laughs> then transpose the whole orchestra to a tone down just because right. that's, right. Like, yeah. that's a silly idea. That's a great point, but it, it brings me to the next thing was, um, do you like them to, well, match the show? That they're auditioning for uh, with their song choice for their general. Like if it's a Sondheim show, you bring another Sondheim. Mm. If it's uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein. I th- I'd say yes, but don't like don't go don't spend all your time trying to find the most amazing perfect song of all time that is the most genius choice for this show that takes you six months to find and then you only had a week to actually learn it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Think about it. You know, think about what the show is and, and you know try and pick something appropriate but for a general call I still just mostly want to see you sing a song that shows you off nicely and that I can tell you can sing and then at a callback I'll see you something specific yeah mm-hmm. you know? I think you know we we work with so many actors you know in a coaching session or an educational session and, and, and they'll say something like oh I've got an audition for whatever this week and they want me to sing a Sondheim song and I've got one Sondheim song but I don't know that it's 
you know, it's Little Red Riding Hood and the show is passion. You know, is it, right. is it really appropriate? You go, well, when is your audition? My audition's in four days. Well, don't, yeah, learn don't learn something new. new. <laughs> I'd rather you do something that you know well. Now, I'm a big hypocrite because yeah. I will go <laughs> and then bomb. But <laughs> Yeah, I've certainly, yeah. But, but I would rather you do also, rather you do something that you feel comfortable with again and confident with that you're going to do well yeah. as opposed to, you know, match up something that's the most brilliant choice. Right. Now, the flip side of that coin is if you have lots of time, and I feel lots of time is three or four weeks, you know, if it's something that you know, okay, so-and-so's, such-and-such company is going to be doing whatever, and I really want to audition for that, take advantage of that time and start building your prep early. Mm. And if you can find, you know, something that you feel represents a character in the show that you feel you're suitable for or characters of, you know, broader range, then, then do so. But be honest with yourself and be honest with how much time you have to prepare mm-hmm. for it and how much time you're willing to put into it and all that kind of stuff. Again, to ensure that you are studied and knowledgeable about the material that you're doing so that you do feel comfortable and confident. And range. Um, people put it on their resume sometimes. It's mm. How important is that? Uh, like literally putting the specific, right, you know, yes, I agreed, yeah. A2 to A20. G4 or whatever. A20. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I know that's sure. Put it on if you know it. To me, it's funny. You know, I don't. I don't perform a ton anymore, but I used to. And I don't know. Range sort of just depends on the song. I don't know that I. Yeah. I feel comfortable nailing down my personal range to these literal specific yeah. notes because yeah. it, you know it depends on what it depends style on what it is on yeah, style. Absolutely, um, absolutely. I, you know, so I'm okay I, if people just put tenor yeah and then i figured out in the room when we're doing callbacks right. or whatever I, see i also prefer I people to write i'm a, a tenor i love it when there's things like um soprano slash belter and i think oh like, that's versatile yeah. i like i like that but he, to me the, the secret of it all is is if you put down your range by um octave number you kind of telling me these are the things you go and I go, yeah, I yeah. take that as gospel truth. Yeah. What you're missing out on is the moment where I say as music director, hey, what's your top note? And you might say my top notes would be high B flat. I go, cool. Can, yeah. You didn't sing that in your song. Can you demonstrate that? And I'll have the, the accompanist play some scale. Yeah. I'm, I'm in a position where I'm giving the actor time to, to show more skill and I'm opening the door. And so, I don't know, I, I think if it's a, you know, if you're auditioning maybe in a bigger center, maybe you have to just be, you know, blank, 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 this is what it is. I'm, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. you know, New York perhaps, but but here on the West Coast, I don't know. I like the idea of being able to, you know, open the door to, to somebody and talk to them. And certainly I'm thinking mm-hmm. from the actor's side of, of things where, again, we don't get to speak. We don't get to do too much in, in right. that first mm-hmm. initial audition. This is sort of a an opportunity to do just a little bit more. Sure. You know? And I almost feel like if you're going to put the specific notes of your range, there almost needs to be like more than that. Not just like bottom and top, but I'm like, okay, well, where's your top? Transitions. And- yeah. Okay. If you're a woman, like, okay, where's your, your belt? top and where do you think you go to this and where or where for men where is that full voice and then you have falsetto above that then you can get it you don't want your resume to have like half the pages talking about your range <laughs> right. well i can go to this note yeah. <laughs> on belt and then i have a pretty good you know chesty mix up to here and then from here i can go to my head voice and we're like that that seems like a lot of information to tell so me may- maybe just a larger like uh like category yeah lieutenant yeah i'm okay i'm okay with that but yeah well that's and then i could work with the person any interesting stories? This maybe qualifies, maybe doesn't. This also maybe qualifies as a pet peeve. But how often will I'll see people in auditions and then run into them on the street somewhere and they want feedback. Meanwhile, mm. I, I hate to say it, but I don't remember them. Again, yes. if you've seen, you know, yes. 150 to 500 people in an audition call and they say, oh, I might remember them, yeah. but they say, can you give me feedback on my song? And I go, I oh. have no idea what you even sang, let alone what you Ex- Oh, I've did. had that happen too. And, yeah. and, and it's funny how often that happens. And it's always, you know, while I'm buying my groceries or, you know, at the flower market, and, you yeah. know, and I'm not in that yeah. mind, you know. And, I've had people send me emails or Facebook messages asking for feedback yeah. usually when I wasn't the music director but if an audition where I was just the accompaniment I'm like oh I, did, I didn't get a call back I wonder what you thought of my audition and I'm like oh I was not paying much attention yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah. at least, I barely at least, remember it at least in that case you know <laughs> I can if somebody said I don't mind if someone sends me an email and says hey thank you for the audition I really enjoyed the experience do you have any thoughts mm. then I can at least go back to my notes and go what did right, I write yeah. oh yeah 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 but you know it's but just when out I, and about yeah when I'm being 
me a human everyday person, <laughs> you know, and I go, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm not you a, were great. Yeah. <laughs> I keep all my notes in my brain. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's saying. Every oh day. yeah. There's, I'm trying to think of some specific memorable ones. One that came, comes to mind is like years, like probably when I, you know, 20 plus years ago when I was just, you know, learning to do this. And I was, I was just the accompanist for a show. I wasn't the music director and, um, Someone brought in, this is just more tips on, you know, mm-hmm. maybe not the greatest choices, but brought in, uh, sit down, you're rocking the boat. So A, the whole song. And it's, you know, 15 to 20 pages long. I'm like, even if they didn't want to cut for an audition, I mean, that seems like it's too, it's too long. It's too long. And it was all just single pieces of paper, um, just handed to me in a, in a stack. And then halfway through the song, they, they all just sort of fell off my piano. And I feel like, and I tried to keep playing by like looking down at the floor, <laughs> trying to figure out what, what chord I was on. And then, and then, but just the music just fell and was just all around me. And I sort of, for a while kept trying to keep playing until I just could not. My Someone brought in something that originally is written for a female singer. And it's one of these very emotional pieces. And, and he transposed it, which was, appropriate for him but it, you know it it was definitely a song choice that uh you know he chose because it makes him feel great mm. inside when he sings and all this kind of stuff and it was so indulgent and uh. and exquisite for himself you know <laughs> and, and all this kind of stuff and as an audition panel we were so shut out from the audition because he was so wrapped up in his own enjoyment of what he was doing. You know, there's nothing wrong with enjoying what you're doing. You got to enjoy what you're doing. But this was so clearly for himself Mm -hmm. and so insular and sorry, I'm going to say masturbatory, (laughs) you you know, that we were not seeing an audition. We were seeing somebody who would maybe sing something at, you know, an open mic piano bar somewhere and we would all love it. Right. (laughs) But in an audition, it was like, what is happening? What's going on? And then no less, even in a new key, the pitches were, the range was oh. just so not appropriate and it was all over the map with the notes and you're just sort of sitting there shaking your head going, I want, I want you just to, to do something simple and easy because I want mm-hmm. you to be great, but yeah. you've closed the doors on us. Oh. <laughs> you know? Something else that happens and something we didn't really touch on for auditions is mm-hmm. the sort of the moment between you've given your music to the accompanist, you walk to the center or wherever it is, you probably introduce yourself and then that moment where you like, just get in your moment and get ready to sing, which, you know, hopefully should be one or two seconds or just use your walk over to the middle of the room to use that. But a couple of years ago, I remember someone who just, you know, said, oh, I'm going to sing this. Now I just need to get ready. And then took, <laughs> felt like five minutes. It was probably 30, <laughs> but like, and even said to me, like, I just need to. I just need to feel the space around me to get, I just need to get into my, I just need to prepare. And then just like took so long and it was so weird and sort of looked around and wanted to just, and then head down and really (laughs) took their acting time to get ready to sing the song. And it was, no, don't do that. Yeah. (laughs) And was it good? No, No. of course it wasn't good. Darn, you want but the, we could you tell before she started that it wouldn't be good. That's right. All that prep. Yeah. Just the, and the gods prep, didn't like, shine on you. Didn't. <laughs> no, so much, so much prep. I don't know if this is a pet peeve, but something that just occurred to me that's more along the lines of, you know, making sure that you have some understanding of music or that what you're giving the pianist is appropriate. I, I remember several occasions where, you know, probably the person has just <clears throat> learned the song from singing along with the cast recording or YouTube or something, and then, oh, I'm going to sing that, and printed off the sheet music, not realizing that the sheet music is Different. not not the same, yeah. not in the same key, not the same what they're oh. used to, They just and they just don't, they just don't know. They don't know the difference. And so I've started a song and totally thrown off the person because in some cases it's just a wildly different key than they were sure. expecting to sing it in. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, what key did you want? And they don't know what key. They just thought, the key I'm used to. Yeah, the key Frank singing, Sinatra sings it in. from this recording yeah. of it. I'm like, yeah. well... Right. Well, there's been seven help. versions of the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. this this comes but back to also, in, you know, as actors, 
you know, unfortunately there's plenty of times where we spend sometimes more money than we make, you know, Mm -hmm. and a worthwhile investment into your career is get yourself a good coach and accompanist that you can work with, that you can trust, that will spend you know, an hour with you on a new piece of music just to make sure that you know the notes Absolutely. and that you know the arrangement of it and get it recorded. It's worth the Absolutely. $60, yeah. $100 or whatever we pay to, to a person for that. It is it is an investment in making sure that Absolutely. you are best prepared, mm-hmm. you know. A few themes that have run. <laughs> be prepared. Be prepared. Yeah, yeah definitely. Be uh, a human being. Be a human being. Who's not a weird robot. What would a human do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think, I think <laughs> that we, we all three of us yeah. talked about this in the, in the earlier portion of this interview, that to remember that the direction panel really does want you mm-hmm. to, to succeed. And, you know, it's funny, all three of us are performers as well as music directors, and and uh, I often forget that even myself. You know, I've sat s- probably more on the other side of the table as a director th- than I do as an actor. But but I know as a music director, I'm, I'm rooting for these people. Mm-hmm. But it is so easy to forget when you come into the audition room, you're thinking, okay, we live in a world of judgment in what we do, judging for how well you sang that. What was your storytelling like? Do you look appropriate for this product? There's so much of that sort of judgment going on in a good way. That is, it's our career, but... It's so easy to forget that they just want you to do well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I would challenge, you know, any director that goes, no, I want to, you know, if anybody goes, ah, I just, you know, wants to set them up for disaster, I think maybe you shouldn't be a director. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Regardless of how well you're prepared and how lovely you are, you don't have any control over whether or not you get hired. So <laughs> just go and do your best. Try not to, it's so easier said than done. But, you know, if you're a, musical theater actor, I would assume in theory, you like to sing mm-hmm. and you like to dance and you like to act, hopefully. And although it, this is, I'm sure, hard to do, try and treat an audition like, hey, I get to go sing a song for people and I love to sing songs. Mm. And maybe I'll get a gig from it, but you can't sort of go in with the, it's too much. You can't, you have no control. Maybe you're the most perfect person, but for some reason they really need someone who's five foot eight and you were five foot five. Like you can't, you don't have any control over whether or not you get hired for this particular gig, but you, hey, you get a chance to come sing a song for people mm-hmm. and maybe they will, you know, think of you in the future or, hey, I get to dance. I get to do a monologue and I love acting. They just try and think about, it's not about getting the gig. It's about, hey, I love doing this. I love musical theater. Enjoy the moment. And I get five whole minutes where I get to go in and sing this cool song that I love to sing. So that's cool. Yeah. Do it. Go have fun. Of course, that sounds that's super hard to do because <laughs> auditions are scary. Yeah. But I don't think they have to be. No, I don't know. No, they don't. It's been amazing having you both. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. I've, I've, I've really thing. enjoyed oh, this. <laughs> I love talking about. Stuff. I know we get to geek out. It's yeah. good. <laughs> that's right. That was my conversation about auditions with Kevin Michael Cripps and Caitlin Hayes. For more information about the show and other episodes and our guests, please go to our website at fromthepitpodcast.com or you can visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fromthepitpodcast.